0: It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. He is a good, good father, and we are so thankful for the privilege to come and to worship him and to be able to be in his house this morning. Well, good morning to you. Heidi was pregnant, and she was almost due And one evening, she was home alone with her three-year-old daughter, Katie, when all of a sudden, her water broke. It was time for her to deliver, so she did what any logical person would do, and she called 911. Well, in the course of the ambulance being dispatched and coming, the power went out. It was pitch black. When the ambulance came, she realized that only one paramedic was there because of the power outage and because of the shortage of staff. And so the uh, paramedic asked three-year-old Katie if she would hold the flashlight over her mother as her mother gave birth. So being obedient, little Katie held the flashlight as she was told, and all of a sudden the baby came and her baby brother was born. Well, after everything was done and cleaned up, the paramedic thanked Katie for her great job, and um, Katie saw that the paramedic had spanked the baby on the bottom to get him to cry. So the paramedic had asked Katie, so what do you think about all that you have seen, all that you have witnessed? Katie stood there shaking her head, and she said, Well, he shouldn't have climbed in there anyway. Spank him again. <laughs> <laughs> if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Exodus chapter 34? Exodus chapter 34. The title of my message this morning is A Question, and the question is, are you spending enough time with him? And that is the question for today. Scripture is Exodus chapter 34, starting from verse 29, and this is, the encounter of the radiant face of Moses, and if you are able to, would you please stand with me as we read God's word. Exodus chapter 34, starting from verse 29. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, so Aaron and the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near him, and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak to the Lord again. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to learn. And we pray that you indeed would speak to us by your word. And may you challenge our hearts this morning. And we pray that you would help us to be obedient as we respond. And as we make certain changes in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. Moses had spent a lot of time with the Lord. He had spent a lot of time one-on-one receiving instructions, receiving the Ten Commandments, hearing from the Lord and receiving direction and, and following whatever it was that the Lord had asked him to do. He spent quality time with the Lord and it was evident It was evident that he had spent time because people could see. The scriptures say that when he came back, they saw that he was different, that his face was radiant, that something was different about him. Moses' example proves to us that spending time with the Lord changes people. Spending time with the Lord changes us in different ways. And the first way is... Spending time with the Lord gives us a beautiful and radiant countenance. Spending time with the Lord makes us beautiful people. And I'm not just talking about physical beauty. The scriptures say that when Moses came back, his face was radiant, and he wasn't even aware of the fact that he was radiant Spending time with the Lord makes us different, not only physical beauty, but in a way that others can see in our personality, in our, uh, our countenance, in, in our demeanor, in, in just the way that we present ourselves, looking more of a joyful person, a happy person, looking approachable, being friendly. Spending time with the Lord makes us beautiful. Beautiful. It makes us beautiful people. In verse 29, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. Others could see he, didn't, he wasn't aware of it, but he was different. He looked good. How many of us like to look good be, oh, come on. How many of us like to look good? Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you for being honest. We like to look good, men and women, right? We like to look good. And every year, many men and women spend thousands and thousands of dollars probably or, or countless dollars on looking good in different ways. But let me ask you a question. How much do you think that the average woman spends, okay, how much do you think that the average woman spends on makeup? So we're not talking about other things, we're talking about makeup to, you know, make our face look good. (laughs) How much do you think that the average woman spends on makeup over the course of her lifetime, okay? So this is, you know, mascara, eyeshadow, all that. Okay, so you can, I want you to see. So on the screen here, uh, A is $3,500. Okay, $3,500, B, $9,800, or C, $15,000. Okay, okay, put your hand up if you think it's A. Okay, put your hand up if you think it's B. How about C? Wow, okay. And the answer is C. The answer is C. According to an article in InStyle magazine, the average woman spends $15,000 over the course of her lifetime on makeup products to look beautiful. It's natural for us to want to look beautiful. And these products promise to make us beautiful. They promise to help us look good, to even give us radiant-looking skin. And it may do just that. But these products and these, these different things are only a temporary solution on the outward appearance. But you see, spending time with God truly makes us beautiful people. Spending time with God makes us beautiful because we can look beautiful on the outward but be ugly on the inward. And at the end of the day, the Bible says that God is not concerned about the outward appearance, but what he is concerned about is the heart and the condition of the heart and where we're at and what our motives is and the type of people that we are. And that is what he is concerned about. And spending time with him makes us beautiful. Not just beauty products. You know, ladies, if I were to ask you how long it takes you to get ready, and I'm not just saying a quick getting ready, I'm saying the hair, the makeup, the whole nine yards. Probably takes a little while, right? If we're honest, and gentlemen, You know, you're no exception. I know some of you take a little while. Pastor Lucas, I'm sure, with your hair and, you know, everything. (laughs) Right? But you think about how much time on average a week you spend on just getting yourself ready. Getting yourself ready to present to the world, to go out, to go to work, to go to parties, to go to church, to go to different functions and events. And then think about how much time we spend on a week in our spiritual lives, spending with God to make our spiritual lives enriched. Think about that difference. Maybe there are some changes that need to be made there. Spending time with God makes us beautiful, not just physically, but spiritually. Our personality Overall, it makes us more beautiful people. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 5 says, Then you will look and be radiant, and your heart will throb and swell with joy. When we are spending quality time with God, it shows. People will be able to see that there is something different about us. The second thing is, spending time with God changes us and makes us different. Spending time with God changes us, and it makes us different. Verses 30 and 31 say, when Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, so Aaron and the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke with them. You see, when Moses had come back When when he came back from down the mountain, they saw him in the distance, and they knew that must be Moses, but they saw something is different about him. And the scriptures say they were even afraid to go near him, and it wasn't until that he called out to them that they went and that they spoke with him. But you see, when we spend time with God and when we have that quality relationship with him, it truly changes us from the inside out. If you've ever observed, even teenagers, people in general, but let's say teenagers, if you ever observe a group of teenagers, do you ever notice that these teenagers are pretty similar, right? The ones that hang out together, they usually sort of dress alike. They have the same kind of fashion sense. They, they share the same sort of phrases and words. They usually like the same kinds of music or TV shows, right? And that's why they hang out together for a reason, because they are like each other. They identify with each other. You see, the more time we spend with someone, the more we start picking up certain habits. would you say? You know, friends that you have or, or, you know, when you talk to your girlfriends on the phone or, or you talk to family members on the phone, there's certain things as a family that phrases or inside jokes or certain things because the more time we spend with someone, the more we become like them. That's the simple fact. The more time we spend with an individual, the more we start to become like them. The same thing. The more time we spend with God, the more we start to reflect his likeness. The more time we spend with God, the more we start acting the way that he desires us to act. The more we start speaking the way he desires us to speak. The more we start living the way that he desires us to live. The more we can imitate his example when we spend time with him. It changes us, and it makes us different. When Aaron and the Israelites saw Moses, they were afraid. He looked different. That's not the Moses that we remember seeing. That's, That's not the same Moses that went up to the mountain. Something's different about him. And you see, when we desire to spend time and we desire to see change in our lives, people will notice that. Not only will they notice it, but I will tell you that they will start to criticize it as well. Oh, well, you want to go to church every week? Oh, well, you, you, know, you remember when you used to swear and drink and smoke and lie and cheat and steal and do all of these things? Because they see the change They see the change. And when people see us change, it's not always in a positive way that they react to it. But nonetheless, allow the Lord to change us and make us different. Allow him to change us by spending time with him. Because he is the one that we want to be like. Not like our friends, not like our family, but he is the one When celebrities come out with clothing lines or perfumes or colognes or whatnot, why are people so determined to go and buy those things? Because they want to be like, they want to dress like those celebrities. They want to act like those celebrities. They want to have the things that those celebrities have. When the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords desires a relationship with us, That is who we should strive to be like more and more day by day. Spending time with God changes us and makes us different. People will notice it. They will see that something is different. And you see, if we want to accomplish something, if we want to achieve something, we need to put the time and the effort in. Anything that you want to accomplish, anything that you want to achieve takes time and it takes effort. If you want to lose weight, it takes time and it takes effort. If you want to earn a degree, it takes time and it takes effort that you have to put in. If you want to learn to play an instrument or learn a new language if you want to learn how to do something or learn a new skill it takes time and it takes effort. And the more time and effort we put in our relationship with God, the more we will see the fruits and the more we will see what comes out of it. It takes time. Spending time with God takes time, but it helps us develop a more meaningful relationship and a closer walk with him in order to change us and make us different. Psalm 34 Verse 5 says, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. We can look to the Lord and know that he will make us different. It doesn't matter about our past. It doesn't matter about what we've gone through or what we've done or what we've been through. He's worried about what is happening right now. He cleans us up and he makes us new. And he wants us to desire to change and not stay the same way that we've been. But spending time with him is what will help Seeking him and allowing him to change us. The third thing that spending time with God does for us is it gives us wisdom and direction in life. Spending time with him gives us wisdom and it gives us direction in terms of where we're going in life. In verse 32 it said afterward all the Israelites came near him and he gave them all the commandments the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. You see, Moses was able to receive the instruction and the commandments from the Lord. Why? Because he spent time with him. If Moses didn't put that effort in, if he didn't go and spend time with him, how could he he even think about receiving anything from the Lord? But it was because he sought the Lord and he went and he spent the time that he was able to hear from God and receive those commandments and receive that direction In the same way, many people today say, I wish God would speak to me. I wish God would tell me, I wish God would tell me, should I take this job? I wish God would tell me if I should marry this person. I wish God would tell me if I should buy that house or invest in this or do this or do that. And you see, God can tell us, but are we giving him the opportunity? to speak. He desires to speak. He desires for us to hear from him. But do we give him that opportunity? You see, in the society that we live in, we're so connected by social media. We're so connected to everyone, but yet we still can be so lonely and so disconnected. God desires us to put him first. He desires us to seek him, to spend the time with him so that we can hear from him, so that we can get that direction that we need in our lives. Time is a precious thing, and he desires our time. A survey of Americans showed that in a lifetime, on average, America will spend, and sorry, these are the stats for America, but they're similar probably to Canada. On average, Americans will spend six months of their lives sitting at stoplights. So over the course of their lifetime, eight months opening junk mail, one year looking for misplaced objects, two years unsuccessfully returning phone calls, four years doing housework, five years five years waiting in line, and six years. Eating. For my brother Mark, it's probably 12 years eating, but. (laughs) Okay, Pastor Nick as well. All right, they'll sit together for 12 years and eat. Okay. (laughs) And that's just on average. You see, time is a precious thing. God desires our time, He desires our time because we can spend so much time doing other things. But what we should be doing is putting him first, making him a priority to spend with him, to spend with him, and to allow him the opportunity to speak. But how can we hear from him if we don't give him that opportunity? You know what bothers me? It bothers me so much. And sometimes I want to say something to, to people, but I don't want them to, I don't want to come across rude and then they might say, oh, aren't you Pastor Lisa? So I don't say anything. But you know what bothers me is when someone is, you know, they, they go up and they're, they're at the cash register at a food place or at, uh, a store and, and the cashier is trying to talk to them or ask them what they want and they're on the phone. That just bothers me. It's so disrespectful. It's, and you know what? I, I, so, so one day, I, I think it was at Walmart, I went there, and the cash, cashier, uh, she, she was you know asking the lady something, and the lady was on the phone, and she just stopped. And she says, well, I'll wait till you get off the phone. I said, good job. Because <laughs> it shows how disrespectful it is when you're trying to talk to somebody and somebody else is trying to talk to you. And, you know, sometimes it it makes me wonder, is that how God feels? Is that how God feels when he's trying to speak to us, but we're so busy talking to everybody else and doing everything else that he just stops? And he says, well, I'll wait till you're done. When you're done, let me know, and then I'll speak. Are we giving him that opportunity to speak? Or are we so busy doing everything else with everyone else uh, that we miss out on that opportunity to hear from our Father. The fourth thing that spending time with God does is it gives us a greater reverence and respect for the Lord. The more time that we spend with God, the more awesome we realize how truly he is. In verses 33 to 35, it says when Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. You see, Moses had a sense of awe and reverence and respect for God. That when he went in, he took the veil off, but when he came out, he would put it over his face And you know, in this society today, it seems like so much of the world has lost that reverence and respect for God. So many people have lost that respect for God and they disregard him in any aspect of their lives. And the things that God has commanded from the very beginning, people no longer hold as truth. People no longer hold in high esteem the commandments that God has given. People easily break without thinking twice. You see, in the Old Testament, if someone was caught in the act of adultery, the consequence was being stoned to death. People thought twice because the punishment was immediate. The punishment was public and it was immediate. Today's society, people don't think twice about committing sins, about doing things. They've lost that awe and that reverence and that respect for God. Let's not lose it as Christians. Let's get it back. Let's stand for what we believe in. Let's have that reverence for respect that when people say the name of your God in in vain, that you correct them and that you don't use it in vain. That when people talk down about different things, things you see we need to get that reverence and that respect back for God that when we come into his house that we're ready to worship him you know a lot of people come to church for the wrong reasons and that's okay because God is able to still work in their lives but you know it's a problem if we've been coming to church for 20 years still with those wrong reasons When we come to church, it should be to be serving our God. It should be worshiping him. It shouldn't be to check out what the other person next to you is wearing. It shouldn't be to be talking about how the music is or what this is happening or what's that. We need to get back to that awe and that reverence and that respect for the house of God. Are you spending that time with him? Because it's only when we spend time with him that we will have that understanding more and more, the more that we spend time with God, the more we understand that he is so much more bigger than we could ever imagine, that our minds as humans can't comprehend how awesome our God is, that he is so big and that he's so mighty, and that he holds the universe in the palm of his hand, that he is in control, that he is all-knowing, that he's always present, that nothing is out of his control, the more we spend time with him the more we realize how insignificant we are in comparison to him and it puts in perspective and the psalmist wrote who am I that you are mindful of me who am I that the God of the universe would care to know my name but yet he does God desires to have a relationship with us and he tells us If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you desire and it will be given to you. But that only will happen if our will aligns with his will, if our requests align with his will. But how will we know his will if we don't spend time to find out? How will we know what he desires of us? if we don't spend time to find out. And when I talk about spending time with God, it goes just way beyond just prayer. Prayer is such an important aspect. Yes, spending time with God includes prayer. It includes listening, that meditation, listening to God. It includes singing hymns and praising him. It includes coming to church and worshiping him and coming and serving him in different capacities. It includes attending Bible studies and small groups and Sunday school. Spending time with him goes way beyond on when we spend time with God we not only talk with God but we hear from him and we learn about him spending time with God is such an important thing if we want to have a good solid relationship we need to put in the effort we need to do it and you see just because we spend time with God and we pray doesn't mean that God will always give us every single thing that we ask for Because remember, it has to align with His will. And some people treat God as a genie in the bottle, that they just do all the right things and they rub the bottle just right, and that genie comes out, and whatever you ask is what He does. That's not how God works. God is able, He's more than able, but He doesn't do exactly what we want. It's according to His will for our lives. It's so easy to do other things. It's so easy to spend our time doing so many things, hanging out with friends, spending time on the phone, going here and there, playing sports, going to the gym, surfing Facebook, doing all of these things, watching TV, going shopping. But how much time are we spending with the most important one? How much time are we spending with him? Are we spending enough time? People say that you you need to, you know, watch TV or you need to do this or you need to do that to be able to just recharge and relax and, and do all these things. And that's great if that's what works for you, whatever it is. But what about our spiritual lives? How are we recharging spiritually? Because it's only by spending time with God that we can recharge our spiritual batteries. Put Jesus first. Make him a priority. Even on Jesus' earthly ministry, he made it a priority to go and spend time with his father. He slipped away many times. He didn't have to because he was fully God but yet fully man. But he set that example for us to say even he needs time with just his father. How much more would we need time with God by ourselves You see, it's not enough to just come to church once in a while. It's not enough to just pray a quick prayer when we need God or we need something from Him. But God desires a relationship, and that takes time and that takes effort. God desires something more meaningful. You see, prayer changes things, prayer moves the hand of God. Prayer does something that we can't even imagine. In the Bible, we see so many examples of how prayer did things. Let's tap into that. God has given us that ability to just come before Him, He has given us that ability. In the Old Testament, Hannah couldn't have a child, she was barren. She so desperately prayed to God for a child, so desperately to the point that Eli thought that this woman was drunk. But God honored her and he gave her Samuel. He honored her faith and he gave her Samuel. Elijah on Mount Carmel. He prayed and he asked God to send fire down from heaven and to light the altar that was drenched with water. He prayed, and he didn't have to beg God, but because of his fervent prayer, God sent that fire down and lit that altar, proving that he was the one true living God. We see that Jonah, in the belly of the whale, prayed, and he survived, and that whale vomited him out, and he was alive. In the New Testament, so many more examples. Paul and Silas, while they were in prison... While they were in prison, the Bible says that they sang hymns of praise, and they prayed. And what happened? All of a sudden, there was a violent earthquake, and the prison doors flew open because they prayed. John on the island of Patmos, while he was in the spirit, after all that he had gone through, while he was praying and while he was in the spirit, that is when he received the revelations given to him. You see, when we pray, things happen. And how do we expect things to happen if we don't expect to pray and to seek God? And the Bible says that if we pray, God says that if my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways, will seek my face and will turn away, then I will hear from heaven then I will heal their land, then I will answer their prayers, then they will see me at work. We are God's people. Are we seeking him? Are we desiring that relationship? You see, I'm not content anymore with just a small prayer I don't know about you, but I'm not content anymore because when I read the Bible over and over again in different parts and I see that when someone prayed, someone was healed, that when someone prayed, demons were cast out, that when someone prayed, things happened, I see that is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and that is still able to happen today. If I would pray and seek him, and I can only do that if I spend enough time with him, Spending time with God changes things and things happen when we pray. And just in closing, I just wanted to give you, and actually I just thought of these this morning, uh, just a couple of helpful hints for making time with God and spending time with him. And I'm sure you could find uh, things on the internet. These are just some of the things that I came up with that I try to do. Uh, Pick a time of day that works best for you to make sure that you are spending time with God Pick a time of day. Many people talk about early in the morning, 5 o'clock or whatever. If that doesn't work for you, then that's okay. If the best time of day for you is in the afternoon or lunchtime, just make it a priority. Give God your very best. Pick a time of day, whatever is suitable for you. The next thing is start with 10 minutes and gradually increase. A lot of people will start to try to pray for an hour or hours, and you probably will find yourself waking up after and realizing that you weren't sure what you prayed for or how long you prayed for. Let's be honest, right? Start slow. Just start with 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, and gradually start increasing that. The other thing is avoid distractions, Avoid distractions. When you pray, go somewhere where people aren't around to distract you, to bother you, to talk to you. Uh, Pick a quiet spot. Uh, Make sure you put your cell phone away, because I don't know about you, but if your cell phone's there, you constantly try, you know, while you're praying or while you're reading. Oh, oh, what did Cindy post on Facebook? look at how cute her new granddaughter is, (laughs) whatever it is. But avoid those distractions, put your phone away. And then also remember to to know what you're praying for. Have a plan, know what you're praying for. If there's something specific or there's specific people, then maybe uh, write those down so that you use that as a guidance. And also feel free to use a devotional book to help you when you read. We have these devotional books available for you. They're outside in the foyer. And I want to encourage you, if you don't use a devotional plan, these are wonderful devotional Bible reading daily for you. Some of you take part in that, you read them, there's scripture, there's a devotional, it's free, take it, use it, make time to spend time with God. Pastor Nick challenged us for 70 days of prayer and fasting. Let's take seriously that challenge on the front of your bulletin cover. It reminds us those things to pray for on a daily basis. I want to encourage you and challenge you to spend time with God. Whether it's 10 minutes a day, whatever it is, spend the time, put in the effort, pray, seek him, and you will see that things will happen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much that indeed spending time with you makes us different. Spending time with you makes us beautiful, and it changes us, and it helps us. It gives us direction. It gives us wisdom. It does so much more than we will understand. But above all, God, we thank you that the King of kings and the Lord of lords desires to hear from us and spend time with us. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help to challenge your people, that you would help to challenge us, oh God, to put in the time and effort to truly seek you, to truly know that you are able, to truly pray expecting, Lord, to see you move in different ways. And so, Lord, may you help us to start small, but to constantly be regular in seeking you and seeing you move and seeing your hand at work. And so, Lord, I thank you, and I pray for your blessings upon each one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.